0: This is Sam Hughes. I'm down at the AES 56th Annual Conference, the fourth Audio for Games Conference, and I'm here with the Beep Game Sound Doc team. So, if you'd just like to say hello to everyone, introduce yourselves and a bit about your background.
1: Hi, so my name is Karen Collins. Um, my background, well, <laughs> now, I, I'm sympathizing now because we make people go through this as well, and it's hard to kind of summarize. Um, I've been involved in music and sound my entire life and uh, got a PhD in music and kind of married that with a long time interest in in game sound and and video games since I I started with the the Pong game and moved forward from there. (laughs) So my whole life I've uh, been around games and um, yeah, that kind of sums up where I'm at.
2: My name is Matt Charlton. I'm the director of photography and the camera operator for the film. Um, I am a closet gamer. As I get further and further into this documentary, I realize that I do, in fact, play games. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and I'm finding the, the subject very fascinating because unlike in film, where when you produce sound and music for a film, it's very linear. And in video games, it's much more interactive. And so I see it as a huge... Uh, challenge for sound designers and musical composers to be able to work their magic on, on something that they never know if the player is going left into a dark room or right into a nice happy field. So I'm learning a lot about what's going on in this, uh, in this backstory of video games. Cool.
3: Hi, I'm Andrea Sam. I'm uh, doing the audio recording monitoring stuff here. And I got to know Karen through her Kickstarter project, and uh, I'm a backer of this project and also interested in getting into the game audio uh, technical side, game audio implementation, and she actually fueled my passion for this. I've always had it somewhere within me, but I couldn't really get a good start, and she just helped me with a few first steps, and now I'm taking them, now I'm walking them, and I... Really, really like it to get all those interviews, uh, sit right next to those guys and see what they think about game audio and realize that it's not so dif- different than what I think about it.
1: Okay, cool. <laughs> we brought him to the dark side. Yeah, <laughs> we brought <won> him over. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: how did it all start? Where did Beat Game Sound Doc kind of originate? You know, you've obviously loved game music for a long time and game sound, so did you just kind of decide one day, do you know what, I, I want to... Do a documentary on it, I think it needs to get out there.
1: No, to be honest, it kind of happened by accident. Um, (laughs) I've published four books on Game Sound now, two of which I wrote myself, and two of which were edited uh, chapters from both industry and academics. And I was looking ahead thinking, well, what am I going to do for my next book? And I thought, I didn't cover the history of Game Sound in as much depth as I would have liked in my first book which was called Game Sound. Um, and so I thought, well, I'd, I, I think I'll do a, you know, a proper history of Game Sound and really get really deep into that. And how I would differentiate it from what I did in the past would really be to go and talk to all of those people because I had the connections at that point. I'd been sort of a game audio groupie for <laughs> about 12 years, <laughs> hanging around these people learning about what they do. Um, and so I thought, okay, well, if I'm going to interview these people, I should probably record it. And and then I thought, well, it doesn't make sense to just get an audio recording. I yeah. should probably video yeah. record it. And then I thought, well, I don't know anything about cameras, so <laughs> I, I was talking to some some of my friends and just sort of uh, that work in film and television, and said, you know, how do I do this? So, you know, I, I want to bring a camera person along. And suddenly they're like, oh, we'll bring in this person. We'll bring in this person. I can help you with the post. And, and it became this big team of. Uh, very skilled great people who wanted to do this but of course then we needed the funding yeah so that's when we decided to hit Kickstarter and uh, we were very successful with that so now here we are it's fantastic
0: yeah and touring the world by the looks of it
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's been a bit exhausting but I mean it's kind of this you know giddy exhaustion where you're super excited about something so you're not sleeping because you're excited not because it's like oh god I've got to face another day yeah but Yeah, we're just super excited to to be doing this.
0: Awesome. And has it changed your perspective of Game Sound? Do you think when you play games after this, you'll look at them in a completely different light?
1: I don't think I will because I've been around the scene and and been at GDC for a good 10 years as well. So, I mean, I kind of knew for the most part a lot of these stories and, and, and the answers to a lot of the questions I'm asking. It's really about sharing that information with other people, hearing different perspectives because, you know, composers have a particular perspective on it. Uh, sound designers have a particular perspective and the programmers and the tech people and you have all of these different views about how things work and I think that it's been really useful to, to talk to all of these people and get their different perspectives on, on the subject. And
0: what about you Matt, as a, as a DOP? Like? It's interesting, I, uh, the, one of the
2: first games that I ever played was Half-Life and when I started playing it was about 8 or 9 o'clock, it was dark, I had a nice big screen in front of me, some really good headphones and it took me a while to figure out how to play that on a, on a desktop. But then I really got into it, and before I realized it, I started to blink and hear tweeting outside, and the sun was up, and I realized i have been playing the game for eight hours straight. And I think that's in no small part due to sound design, because how it manages to keep you engaged, and one thing that we've been hearing over and over again as sort of a theme, is that when sound design is done correctly, you don't notice it and that is pretty evident when you can uh, be so engaged in something and lose track of reality essentially right because you're now immersed in in another reality and uh, as a director of photography it's always been drilled into me that audio is in fact very important one of my best friends runs an audio post facility for film and television and i would argue that audio is about 70 percent of a film and if you have bad audio people won't forgive that. They'll forgive a shot that's blurry or overexposed or a little shaky, but a bad
0: audio is unforgivable. Yeah. We're well, very glad you agree with us. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's quite quite <laughs> and what about yourself as an audio guy? I mean, have you learned a lot throughout this experience and it changed your perspective to learn anyone else's or?
3: Especially if, they're, if you're talking about how sound is created, what the capabilities are, what technologies are going to be implemented soon. and This is really interesting to see uh, in a live demo and uh, in the explanations that you're giving here in the talk to the AES, um, that you notice there's so much to do for someone who is actually just a creative guy, but you can do a lot with this middleware, um, with a little bit of technical skills to create something that you might not have imagined before and you couldn't explain it to some programmer. So, um, yeah, there is something that I want to uh, learn that there's a creative part and there's a technical part and use both sides to create something amazing in this case uh, that sounds so good and real in some way, yeah. or maybe surreal in some <laughs> way, depending on what the uh, game designer or uh, the audio department in general wants you to create. So it will definitely uh, develop in, over time, of course. I was just just beginning right now. Definitely. Yeah, definitely,
0: yeah. So has there been a highlight so far that you could kind of point out as a key moment that you've you've enjoyed most of the experience? Oh.
1: Uh, because um,
0: there's a lot of awesome stuff you guys <laughs> have already done. <laughs> We've
1: interviewed so many of my heroes, and, and I haven't had the opportunity to meet some of them before in the past, so. Gary Shyman, fantastic guy. Nobu Amatsu, you know, yeah, yeah. to, to meet him and get the opportunity to sit down with him. Um, and now the Brits that uh, I often don't see at GDC. So John Broomhall, um, James Hannigan. Uh, today we're interviewing Adele Cutting. Um, oh, fantastic. So yeah, we're getting you know a lots of people that I haven't had the opportunity to meet in the past, which has been really great. I mean, I can't pick one moment. I think it's all just been... I think you know, maybe even the, the first time or the highlight was, was going to, uh, to Formosa Interactive Group. And, you know, completely stressed out. We were running all over town trying to find a microphone because I decided I didn't have the right microphone with me. So we're running all over LA, you know, uh, completely stressed out and we get out there and I just sort of said to Matt in the parking lot, I'm like, Matt we're in L.A. making a movie. <laughs> this, is, this is awesome. And that feeling hasn't left. Like I said to him today or yesterday, like, we're in London making a movie. You know? <laughs> like it, it, it's been months and uh, I'm, I'm not tired of it yet. It's, it, everything has been a highlight.
0: That's when you know you're doing something you truly enjoy, isn't it? When, oh, absolutely. when you just enjoy it every step of the way. And what about you guys? That been a highlight? I, I think for me... Um... It's interesting because,
2: you know, I love films, but I'm not really good at paying attention to you know, who, the, who the sound people are, who compose music and that sort of thing. So for me, when we went to go see uh, Distant Worlds uh, Final Fantasy Distant oh, Worlds amazing. concert series, and we had the pleasure to, uh, to interview uh, um, uh, Oematsu-san, uh, it was incredible to go and watch a, a classical music uh, event playing nothing but music from the Final Fantasy series to a bunch of rabid 20 to 40 year (laughs) olds that you wouldn't otherwise expect to see in a symphony orchestra concert. So um, it's great to see actually new audiences being brought to classical style music, but also to see the complexity of the music that goes into it. We were talking, you know, the movie is called Beep and that's a pretty simplistic view of this subject right so if you think back to the days of pong yeah. sure it's not terribly complicated but if you look at the current productions where game industry is now outpacing hollywood in terms of production values and costs and just the employment and all of that and the complexities you know we were talking to uh, om uh, om studios and they've got 3 million notes on a On a score and it's really impressive to to see that effort that's going into something that people don't notice quote unquote (laughs) so (laughs) but when it's not there you notice it
0: yeah yeah people who aren't into audio they tend to sense that something's not right but they can't always pinpoint exactly so when you get it right if you have the same the same gunfire
2: sound for everything uh, every time you pull the trigger it gets monotonous but we're not sure why you get that tagophony that ear fatigue, yeah, so understanding how how what you're listening to affects your brain and your emotion and your emotional involvement in what you're playing is really fascinating.
3: There's so much going on I mean um, if you're thinking about how we everything started from the music, from the sound side to what we have now, we have now the highest well we always have the highest quality yeah, and audio uh, what's uh, happening today. Um, but I think there's still these technical limitations that you have to overcome and it's interesting that uh, when you're talking with everyone about these limitations, they're saying that there actually is no limitation, you just need to be creative to get over this so-called limitation. And then there's these opportunities of new technology, for example, the um, voiceover that we have seen in uh, Mark Estelle's studio. This was really great, this was really nice to see that uh, there are things that we would think of as a problem if we are, for example, right here sitting in front of the mic we say, okay, this is no issue for us to talk into it. But if you want to express anger, tears, whatever, uh, sadness, then you have to move in some way. And if you're moving away from the microphone, for example, this doesn't work, so a headset is the ideal solution. I don't know how many uh, Studios have this kind of setup. I've, this is the first time that I've seen it. Usually, when I've been in the studio, it was always a mic right in front of you. You talk into it, and that's about it. And this is something that I uh, find really impressive um, to get this kind of approach and try to get a, an obvious technical limitation usually uh, solved by just these headset.
0: Yeah, I mean it's all about innovation. We're only limited by our imaginations in the end yeah. up, you know. So what's what's next? Like what's your what's your kind of target for the next extent of time? when's it well, how long's the project gonna go on for?
1: Yeah, so we're currently in England until the middle of next week. Uh, we're home for about a week. <laughs> Feed the pets, turn around, get back on a plane. Please the family. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so then we're out for GDC and another week out in the Bay Area. Um, it's tough. It's tough. It, <laughs> yeah, that's really hard. Um, it's Especially considering the weather back home. I tried to plan all of the travel so that we could get away in the winter time. Mm-hmm. So they, then we're, we're back home uh, for a few weeks. Then we're off to Japan. Oh no, first it's Seattle <laughs> and then Japan. And uh, then our filming is pretty much wrapped up. There's a, sort of a few sort of maybe quick one-stop sh- uh, shooting um, days after that. And so then we head into post-production and um, I get to edit uh, hundreds <laughs> and fifty hours of footage or so down part. to a, a 90 minute to two hour film. Um, so we'll probably be in post-production for about six months I'm hoping to do it quite quickly um, and get it out for GDC 2016 which will be March in 2016.
0: So that's your target deadline? That's March the target. 2016.
1: Don't hold me to it but that's the target. <laughs> You've
0: got recorded now you have to you have to deliver. <laughs> cool well thank you very much for taking the time to speak to us I think that's uh, that's awesome.
1: Well, thanks. Sam. We appreciate any, uh, you know, your support. We appreciate uh, everybody that's been getting in touch with us and is excited about the project. It's been really super to have so much support, not just from people in the industry, but from all the fans out there that love the music, love the sound, and just haven't had the opportunity to watch their favorite stars on camera, so to speak.
0: <laughs> well, we're very excited, and no pressure, but we'll be watching every step of the way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> thanks, Sam.
0: No worries. Thank you.